The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast belong solely to those expressing them and do not necessarily reflect the OSA Foundation Incorporated or any other group or individual. This podcast may contain dialogue or subject material that could be considered for mature audiences only. All aspects of how you play the game and the OSIP Foundation Incorporated are protected by copyright and other state and federal intellectual property laws. Unauthorized use without the express written consent of the OSIP Foundation Incorporated is strictly prohibited. If you're interested in sponsoring how you play the game, please email us at podcast at osipfoundation.org. Your sponsorship may be tax deductible. the salads and break out a nice piece of steak it's time for how you play the game and for the record as i was practicing that beforehand i kept saying whose line is it anyway not how you play the game so i recognize my own faults but welcome to how you play the game the official podcast of the osa foundation yours truly jack furlong with you as we talk about what's going on as far as the world of sportsmanship is concerned this is the second episode of the month of january the year is 2024 as always check us out at osafoundation.org the email address to contact the show is podcast at osafoundation.org on social media we're at facebook.com slash osafoundation x formerly known as twitter and instagram at osafoundation hashtag how you play the game across the way from me as always is the producer engineer mr sean ryan sean hello how are you howdy do um i'm there that's better than being here <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, let's just j- jump right into it. It's a it's a very special day. It's 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 uh, a holiday in our household here when we have the annual visit with our with our good friend, uh, the 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 ever healing and soon to be soon to be um, more man a machine than man, Mr. Chris Conroy. Chris, welcome. How are you, buddy? I'm fantastic, Jack. How you doing, brother? Oh, uh, everything's great, man. Um, be- before we get into like the real questions. We have to do the the movie quote game again. Okay. Now, now just to, ah. to, to recap, the first time we did it, you got two out of four, and we said you could stay on the party list, but you're in charge of bringing the booze. To which you yes. replied, I believe we all have our crosses to bear. Yes. Okay. Yes. Now, I, now, I don't think I've ever failed in that department in my life, but you know, that's <laughs> I, hey. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. That's <laughs> why he's a chief, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Um. Last year, you went five for five, and as a result of that, I actually still have my notes from last year. We decided that January 12th will now be known as Chris Conroy Day Okay. as a result of that. So you get your own holiday now. Fantastic. And uh, this year, it'll be on a Friday. Is that like Festivus? Is that like kind of the same? It's basically the same thing. Is it that pantheon of holidays? Yes, yes. I mean, do you find tinsel distracting? Well, you know, I mean, there's few feats of strength going on in my life right now. But there are plenty of uh, there are plenty of grievances to air. Listen, I will give you my life savings if the first day you walk out onto the field in 2024, you are wearing a wreath of tinsel. Okay, and when someone asks what you're doing, you say, "This is our new City Connect uniform." Okay? Yeah, we're the we're the we're the final uh, the final team to be outfitted in City Connect. Uh, exactly. I mean, See? you know, either my outside balloon protector, you know, like yes. The, I mean, hey, why not? I, I'm, I'm, I'm you, there for it. I'm all do about it. Right, it. or don't do it at all. Okay, mm-hmm. so go big or go home. Uh huh. All right. So here are the rules this year. We're gonna do. 10 quotes you got to get five of them to win but they're all from stupid comedies of the 90s 10 man you really bumped the you sort of bumped the you game went up five for five last year uh-huh with 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 everything that was in you know you threw me some layups though last year i, I mean, did i got it the year before you actually you came at me pretty strong out of the gate the yeah. first year and then last year i think you you reined it in on me a little bit too oh, easy on me 
I mean, so I'm, I'm a little. I'm not sure what I'm in. What I'm in line for here. It's it's, it's it's essentially the same thing as union bargaining. Sometimes you just have to say, you know, we'll take what uh -huh. we can get, and is this you know, like every, like the good deal, the best deals, and what everybody walks away from a little hacked off. Is that uh -huh. the, which... <laughs> but again, is a lot of my former relationships. So, <laughs> all right. So there we go. Number one. I'll try and do these in some of the voices too, if that helps. Nineties, nineties comedies, stupid the... comedies too. Oh, all right. Well, all right. Yes. Okay. okay, here go. First one. Ready? If I'm not back in five minutes, just wait longer. Oh, Ace Ventura. Okay, good. Good. Yep. Good. I was debating between that one and, um, hi, I'm looking for Ray Finkel and a clean <laughs> pair of shorts. <laughs> I would have gotten it either way. Good. Was, uh... <laughs> good. Wait, I got a pen here. I got to write this stuff down. This is, this is like, this goes in like the Bible. Okay. So we got to, we got to make sure this is, okay. Here's number two. Ready? Yep. Uh, this is probably a layup. All right, all right, all right. Well, it's Matthew McConaughey. Uh, uh, Days and Confused. Yes, very good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Number three. That rug really tied the room together. Mm. That rug really tied the room together. It's kind of up there with these pretzels are making me thirsty, but... And I got to admit, I'm not drawing a blank. All right, but that's uh, Big Lebowski. Can I? Uh, that's a shame. Problem is, on that one. Well, backstory on the Big Lebowski. Usually, when I'm watching the Big Lebowski, right, it was late at night. Okay, and I'll just I'll leave it at that. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> just fine. <laughs> Number four. Sounds like someone's got a case of the Mondays. Sounds like someone has a... See, Jack, you're like, man. Case... I don't know that one either. Office space? Oh, yeah. Office space is not in my not in my repertoire. Really? Okay. Yep. All right. Yep. So if you got any more office space ones, you're going to trip me up. If no, no, no. I, I try only do one any more in the queue. Yeah. Okay. Next one. Five, I'm hitting 500? Yes, you're two for four right now. You're I still in the whole thing. Percentage. All right. Jeez. All right. Isn't didn't you say that's like a a day at second base on steel plays? Two yes. Four? Yeah. Or okay. like my old high school free throw percentage. You there know, we like go. That's... Yeah. <laughs> Great. Office Space is a wonderful movie. By that, the way, yeah. one of my favorites. Highly Watch recommend. That one All right. Too. All right. Hold on. I got. I got to write that down. Okay. Got to get it on the list. In his okay. Bible. All right. Next one. Right. Ready? Pardon me. Do you have any gray poupon? <laughs> uh, Wayne's World. Yep. Very good. Very good. <laughs> Uh, next one, kind of in the same vein. Allow myself to introduce myself. <laughs> my name is Richie Cunningham. Cunningham, and this, and this is, is my, my wife, wife Oprah. Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be Austin Powers. Very good, very good. All right, you, you got you got to get one to out of the next one. Or can I just get away with a generic Austin Powers? Do I have to declare which one? No, it's the first one. It's okay. it's yeah I, it's, yeah. Right. yeah that's okay. Fine. Okay, next one. You sold my dead parakeet to a blind kid? <laughs> uh, driving down the road in a uh, uh, 1990 sheepdog. Harry, yeah. uh, <laughs> I be took dumb care of it. <laughs> that would be dumb and dumber. <laughs> All right, you got the five. Let's see how much extra credit you can get here. Okay. 
So I've won the game. Now You've won just, the game. Okay. Let's this will this will determine. So how, now February, now January 10th is Chris Conroy Day. And yes, exactly. You're, you're getting 12th. a week now, essentially, what yeah, is what wow. you're doing. Okay. Next year we're gonna do it on the eleventh, and I'm just gonna like block out the whole week as like my personal week. Perfect. So, Fine. I no argument from here. All right. All right, this one. I'm not even supposed to be here today. I'm not even supposed to be here today. This is a, this is a rare one. I'm not even supposed to be here today. I was my first thought was fast times at Richmond High, but that's that's eighties. That's eighties. Yeah. Uh, it is a even, black and white film. If that helps, I'm not even supposed to be here today. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass. I don't know. That's clerks. Ah, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. Next one. This is this is even more rare. I think. Mm-hmm. What's this? You're wearing the shirt of the band you're going to see? Don't be that guy. I'll give you three actors who I think were in it. That's uh, Jeremy Piven, Chris O'Donnell, and John Favreau. Uh, Chris O'Donnell. John. I think I even think David Spade might have been in it. I think I might know. You know I this one, Sean? I think... 90s Favreau, Spade, O'Donnell. Favreau was a supporting character, did not yeah. have, you know, the same lines. It's obviously not it's not Swingers. Nope. Um great film, by the way, Swingers. Totally. Um no, drawing another blank. Was PCU? It? Say it again. PCU? I have not seen that oh. one. No. What, what were you gonna say, Sean? I thought it was Airheads. I can see how you would have been airheads. So I, I understand that one. But yeah, yeah that's PCU. Oh. All right, final one. You should be able All to right. get this one. Oh, pressure's on. Yeah, this is a long one. Mr. Madison, what you've just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things that I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> Is it Billy Madison? Yes. yes. <laughs> I put I put I put Mr. Madison at the front in order to make sure that if that was the fifth one, you could get it. I appreciate that. That's okay. good. That's, 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 you're, you, you'd be you'd be an excellent two man on my crew, Jack. You got thank you. you gotta, sometimes you got to help make the chief look good. You know. Yeah, listen, I, I, listen. I'd be happy to be a five man on your crew. Okay. <laughs> I'll be the FTC, okay? I will literally just be in the you'll in between. Come out, with the, you'll come out with the iPad during a replay review. Yes, exactly. If you put if you put the earpiece in in between innings, you're just gonna hear me saying things like on that last pitch, did you sell your dead parakeet to a blind kid? Or, uh, <laughs> in the middle of an in the middle of an argument, you're gonna just crack up because you're gonna be thinking about something that I said. That was that was like uh, there's a story back when Dale Scott was still on the field and he was he was working in Houston and uh-huh. it, was, it was like early early stages of expanded replay. Okay, and he and they have a play and it doesn't matter who challenges, but Dale Dale gets on the headset and he goes, "Hello, New York. This is Dale Scott in Houston, and we've got a problem." <laughs> <laughs> I got a better one. That's another Dale Scott. He's in San Francisco and he gets on the replay and he goes, hello, New York. This is the city by the bay. 
And Bob Davidson's on the other side. And he goes, hello, city by the bay. This is Craven Moorhead. Craven Moorhead, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you can, you can see the video, like, Dale does, like, a... Like, uh, <laughs> like, like try, tries not to laugh. <laughs> the other one that I love, I heard this one from... Um, you know, you know, uh, Mike Provine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so Mike yeah. tells me this one from um, from Alan Porter. Mm -hmm. Alan's in Washington, and he goes to replay, and Teddy Barrett's on the other side, mm -hmm. and um, he go, and he and and Teddy goes, "Okay, Alan, we're going to go ahead and uh, confirm that call for you." And, and Alan goes, "Okay, thanks, Teddy, appreciate it." And Teddy goes, "All right, stay black." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if you watch yeah. the clip, you can see Alan start to smile a little bit, and you're just yeah. like, "What the hell?" You know? yeah. I, I, yeah, I could, I can, I can imagine that with Teddy. Yep. yep. <laughs> As only Teddy could pull it off. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. yep. You gotta have tenure to do that one. Is what it you is. What have it a is. little dirt in your shoes to try uh -huh. something like that. Yeah. Sure. All right. Yeah. So now let's ask some real questions with the time that oh. we have. Okay. Those were those were real. That, those were real questions. <laughs> hey, you know, we so so we we've determined that January tenth is now Chris Conroy Day as well, yep. and next year yep. we're going for the eleventh, so that you yep. get the let's, whole week. Yep. Let's okay. Well, isn't this is a leap year, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So would it be a weekend next year? What's today? Wednesday. Yeah. So the tenth would be a Friday next year, right? I think yeah. I think so. Okay. We're well, starting to get we're starting to get into little territories I'm not super uh well versed in, but I I know it's in a which you are not super well versed. Do not end your sentence in a preposition. Ooh. Sorry. <laughs> and I have a, and I have my undergrad is in English. So I know. I know. See? That's I just man. Oh man. Right. That's okay. We'll forgive you this time because all you right. you Take went Yeah, yeah, one to I get mulligans all get the time. 6 so. or 7. I get 6, right? You got one, 2, two three. 3. You got 6 out of 10. All right. Not Jack and I are on each other for prepositions all the time. We yeah. we literally do it's that almost, just to piss each other off. It's pretty exhausting, but yeah. it's worth yeah. it. In yeah. fact, I think Integrity. Sean, <laughs> Sean, does your girlfriend still beat you every time that you do that to her? Yep. Okay. <laughs> you guys you guys would fit in nicely with conversations between my wife and her sister because they're they're like the same way and they're all about like you know misplaced apostrophes and commas and things like that they're just like they're they're like all over that kind of stuff i'm just like mm, all right you know but this, <clears throat> this, yep. this is why you, we still have to like go out for a couple of drinks and if you want to leave the wife and sister home so that you have the sanity and not have to worry about that and just get it from us yes that's probably yes. the smart move so i've been i've been hurt all year and i've been in a house with um a pair of teenage daughters and it's been a it's been an interesting roller coaster of a ride. So that's like I would uh, so that a, leads night me to, out, a night out amongst gentlemen would be would be a good time. That leads <laughs> me to my first question: Why the hell haven't you called? I I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, been, a, been in the throes of depression and despair. I don't. Sean and I have things to tell you that we can't tell you on air. Okay, well, it's, I'm, I'm here for it. When do okay, we, we'll, so when this is over, we'll 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 we'll, we'll sync up our calendars. Perfect. So. Okay. So let's go in chronological order with all the things we want to examine here. So first and foremost, last year when we finish our, our interview last year, yeah. right after that, you get the call. You're going to be a crew chief. Yeah. What was that call like? And and what what were you experiencing? What went through your mind when that happened? Well, a little tidbit. I actually knew then that I was. Oh, but, okay. But I couldn't uh, couldn't reveal because it was they were. They were waiting to sort of roll in the announcement of the crew chiefs with the new hires I and see. that 
And that they don't officially announce that until after they pass their physicals in sort of late January out mm-hmm. at our annual retreat. So I had actually gotten the phone call. I think it was the week before, the week of Christmas. Oh wow! Okay. Uh, wow. So that was an extra exceptionally nice Christmas gift. Um, so I, I had to play possum there a little bit and pretend I didn't know, even though I even though I did. But nevertheless, it was um, it was it was great. I mean, it it was um, you know wasn't something I wasn't, I mean, I, I had some, you know, you hear little hints here and there that maybe you're, you're in strong consideration for something, but it's obviously one of those things that you never know until, you know, Mm -hmm. and to actually, you know, have that phone call and, and have them, you know, say some, some nice things about my, my work and my career and sort of what their expectations are and what they feel like I can bring to that role was, um, very flattering and very humbling. And, um, it was, you know, yeah, it's, it still hasn't quite sunk in. I mean, not only for the fact that I only worked three games last year before I got hurt, mm-hmm. but, but um, you know, it's like one of those things in your mind, you like, that's something that goes on with like other people, you know, like, yeah. I, like people that are like in my mind that are far more like venerated in this profession mm-hmm. than Chris Conroy. It's like, well, like Joe West is a crew chief. Jerry Davis is a crew chief. Um, you know, like Jerry Crawford is a crew chief. Like, right. those, yeah. you know, it's like, I'm not quite sure I belong in that same breath, but um, then you look around, you're like, well, you know, like time flies and I've been around a little bit and here I am. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah, we are, we, we did discuss how old we are. So I guess, (laughs) um, I mean, the the other thing about it was that, I mean, you showed in, I got to remember years now. So that was 2020. You showed in 2022 Mm -hmm. how you could do it. I mean, not everybody goes through what you experienced where, numbers one and two on your crew go down for pretty much the entire season. Then you, you become a crew chief. Yeah, we were, mm-hmm. we were, a we were definitely a Frankenstein crew that year. Mm-hmm. You know, it was kind of like, it was me and Carlos Torres and we just sort of um, mixed and matched around us the whole year, like starting pretty much. I remember Marty Foster went down. No, excuse me. Um, Ronnie went down first, right? Ronnie went down on mother's day. Right. Fenway. And then he that was, was the Peacock game. Wasn't it? Was yeah, that an 11 game? Yeah. yeah. Yep. So that was a battle for him. And then it wasn't long after that. I think it was that following week. Actually, I know this is what happened. We went to replay from there the following week. Marty Foster got pulled out of replay, sent out of the field, and he took two headshots and was like, that was that was it for Marty. Yeah. Basically. And then so it was, yeah, it was a uh, every week we were it was a uh, um we were uh, there were a lot of cameo appearances on on our on our crew that year by guys. So um, you know. Held it together, went out and, you know, just, you know, again, try not to overthink it. Just like who you send to me and let's go work and we'll get through it. You know? Right. So kind of like kind of like being on the set of the Merv Griffin show, you know, <laughs> just, you know, it's a lot of cameo appearances and, sure, you know, yep. it's quite yep. a grind. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but then, it was, you know, it was, it was a great, you know, you looking back, you're like, you realize it's probably an experience that, you know, prepped me more for that kind of a role. Um mm-hmm. And then, you know, obviously had some had some nice, you know, postseason assignments that year and then, you know, get the crew chief gig and things are things are good. I got no complaints. That's do you think that do you think that time as acting crew chief was sort of the impetus behind the decision or I, I'm sure. I mean, I, I think um, you know, kind of like when, you know, a young guy is working, he's a triple A guy, but he's working in the big leagues during the season. That's kind of, you know, their audition for a potential full time job. Um, you know, probably in a similar vein, that's the, that's the way they look at 
potential crew chiefs, you know, when you're, when you're put into that role, whether it's something, you know, they're, they're looking to feed you opportunity or just opportunity lands on you and, Mm. and you just take it and run with it. Um, You know, either way works. (laughs) Um, You know, so if you, you know, I, I tell guys all the time, younger guys coming up, I'm like, look, man, take advantage of your opportunity out here. Like, you like, you know, if you, if you're going to, you know, run away from the tough call or handling something in the tough moment, you're missing an opportunity to shine and show the office that you can, you can handle this up here. Right. You know, so um, all those other things, same thing, you know, fighting for a job, you know, looking mm-hmm. to maybe get on the radar for a crew chief position. When, when the opportunity comes, you gotta, you gotta take it and make the most of it. Sure. So, yeah. Yep. Do you, I mean, you, I, I was, was, were you the, the new, the newest chief with the, least tenure too when yes when I, I was okay. i'm number number 10 of 10 guys that, or number excuse me number there were 10 guys that retired i think they i think eight of them were chiefs so there were eight openings right so yeah i am like last year i i had to really grind on when it came to schedule selection i was gonna say yeah um, because you know there were 19 there are 19 crews 19 schedules and i had the 19th pick right so so me and my guys like really we were really like pouring over the schedules like hey what one are we going to select when mm-hmm. our when our time comes to go last right. i was going to say wait a second <laughs> now i have a master's degree but it's in music so i only count to four yeah, yeah. so okay you probably lucked out that you start in san diego anyway you know well it wasn't the, it wasn't the worst place to to open up right although it, it, was, it was funny we did have a opening it was a, a sort of an inauspicious start to my tenure like we had a a weather situation in san diego opening night um or as which, i call that tuesday yeah yeah, yeah. i mean mm-hmm. like we, we actually were scheduled for originally scheduled for a day game and it's like you're thinking oh fantastic like day game in san diego like go somewhere get a nice meal that night well first they call and say they're anticipating rain all day in san diego we're moving it from one o'clock to six o'clock or seven mm-hmm. and then we go out there we're walking to home plate the rain's coming down and we actually had to like kind of hold things up in the first inning to get the grounds crew out there and like get diamond dry all over the field. And I'm just like, like we're in San Diego. Like, right, what, yeah. is, <laughs> like what is happening right now? Like this yeah. is, you know, like this is not supposed to go down this way. I feel like at that point you, you, you get the uh, head groundskeeper over and you say, bring, bring the iPhone here. Okay. Yeah, Listen, I, I got, I got to call Jesus real quick. Okay. I was like, what is, like, what, like what, what is going on here? Like yeah. I've been working, I've worked in San Diego for like, 11 or 12 years and i've never seen a cloud in the sky in 12 years never mind mm. never mind rain right <laughs> you know so mm. <laughs> which congress person did you piss off you know? <laughs> mm. i mean totally yeah but, yeah um talk talk to me a little bit about your crew that you had last year because when i when i saw that i was like wow you you i think you really lucked out you had a solid totally. two in brian onora you had the yep. legend that is pat hoberg Sure. And Mr. And, Mr. Hundo. I know, right? And 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 one of the most promising young guys in yeah. Nestor Seha. So talk to yeah. me about them and how much you had to basically belittle uh Pat Hoberg so you could say, even though you're Mr. Hundo, I'm better than you and you need to know. Well, I am not better than Pat. Let's be clear about that. There aren't many there, there are I don't know if there anybody is. Pat that's I've, I've been lucky enough to work with him. I worked with him in twenty one and then obviously um, you know, short time last year before I got hurt, but um that's an exceptional umpire. I mean, he's just got ability oozing out of every pore. And he, I think one of the, I think one of the, one of the best compliments I think anybody can say is like, he makes a hard job look really easy. Like it mm-hmm. doesn't look hard. It doesn't look hard for him. Right. Uh, you know, whether it's safe out ball strike, 
whatever. I mean, just like it's yeah, all right. And and you you sit there sometimes and watch like the pitches he gets right. And I'm like, oh my god, like yeah. how do you like how do you do that? You know, like I, I mean, I consider myself a pretty good ball strike guy, but he's like on another level. So um, is it his timing? You think? I, I, I mean, I don't know. He's it, it's just I think some guys just. I think like any, like a lot of other things, some guys have a gift, you yeah. know, I think you just, you know, and not, and not to say it, it didn't come with a lot of work as well, but I think sometimes you just have a gift to, to see things, to see things clear, more clearly, more slowly, you know, always kind of have your, have your eyes right where they need to be. Timing's an exceptional part of that as well. Um, you know, I think he's just, he's just blessed. He's a, he's a very talented umpire um, and a great guy to work with as well. Yeah. And then Brian, you know, I, I asked to work with Brian. Just you know, I, I I've known I've known him for a lot of years, and I just knew as a as a veteran guy who wasn't um, a crew chief, I I just knew that he would be a great guy to have on mm-hmm. my crew that would that would be supportive and would be helpful to me. And I and you know, it, look that you know they they appointed a lot of younger guys as crew chiefs. Um, you know, which I'm sure there were some guys that were a little you know, upset by how they, you know, the path they chose, right. you know, choosing younger guys versus more veteran guys. But I just knew with Brian, there was never going to be a problem. Like there was no ego there. Um, there's no, you know, like maybe cutting you down behind your back or anything like that. So I, I knew that was a very targeted selection mm-hmm. uh, of, of Brian. Um, number one, just being very good at the job, a great veteran presence, well-respected and just a, an easygoing personality. And Nestor, I, I actually, uh, I was just fortunate to get Nestor. I, I didn't, I, I never worked with him when he was, you know, filling in up and down. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't, I have to say, he wasn't on my list of guys that I turned in as a, as a request to work with, you know, Brian and Pat were, um, but Nestor, I, they, they put Nestor with me and it's just, it was fantastic. Like it was just, you know, um, I'd, I'd love to run it back with them again this year if, yeah. if the office sees fit. Um, cause it's just, you know, three, very, three great umpires, three great human beings, no, you know, no, no low maintenance, almost like no maintenance, right. um, you know, no drama, no BS, just, um, just a crew that's about the crew showing up on time, work hard, you know, enjoy each other off the field. Um, they were, I can't say enough good things about them. That's fantastic. I mean, yeah. you, you you lucked out so much with that. Oh no, totally. You know, and then and then unfortunately you get hurt in San Diego. Yeah. Talk to us about what happened with that because that that's a heartbreaker and a half. I think. Yeah, um, kind of a you know, twenty twenty three can be described as like a failure to launch kind of the kind mm-hmm. of season. <laughs> um, mm. Yeah, opening night, working the plate, and I don't know. First couple innings, I, I remember coming up out of my crouch to have to go somewhere. I can't remember. It was like towards first or third, but, um, I basically just had no left leg propelling me in any way, shape or form. Um, I had no sensation in the left leg. I had no strength. Um, I had this sort of like searing sensation right in the middle of my left glute. Um, and I was like, you know, I was, I was working as hard as I, it was humanly possible to work. And I maybe was covering, five to 10 feet. <laughs> oh man. Um, oh wow. And yeah. So again, it, it I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I'm not a guy that if I'm, I'm not a guy that leaves the field. Right. Um, so, and I'm going to, I'm going to exhaust every Avenue to stay out there. Um, 
So just kind of muddled through the rest of that game. Um, and then I figured, well, all right, maybe, maybe like, you know, third base, you don't have to cover a ton of ground. You know, I'll spend, I'll spend the day, I'll, I'll stretch, I'll ice, I'll, um, you know, whatever. Um, maybe get this thing to calm down. Maybe I'll catch a break or a Hail Mary. And um, I got through the third base job. Okay. But again, that probably was mostly because I didn't have to go anywhere. Right. I don't think I had to, I don't think I had to come across from third to second base one time the whole night. Um, and then the night I, the night I knew was the following night working second, because you do have to, you do have to cover more ground. Like you, sometimes you got to get the first, you got to get the third, you got to get out on a, on an outfield fly ball somewhere. And I, I could, I could cover no ground. Um, I ended up with a, with a, um, a foot drop symptom as well. So like, Ooh. I wasn't able to like swing my foot through. Right. So I, I, like I rolled my ankle like three different times. Um, and I just, and again, got through it. Like the other guys, they knew I was hurting. They covered for me. Right. And then, but that, when I walked off the field that night, I was like, I have to open my mouth and say something. And so um, our clubby went and got the team doc for the Padres. She came over and was like, yeah, you can't be working like this. So then we kind of got the wheels in motion. I flew home the next day to Philly. Um, they got a pretty good, you know, our kind of a lot of the, a lot of the umpire medical support system is located in this area. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so I went, I went down and saw um, Dr. Vaccaro at Rothman um, they got me in to see him pretty quick, had an MRI. And a week later I was on the table getting a, getting surgery April 10th um, for a herniated disc. Oh, and that oh just been, that's yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which is my second, which is my second such surgery. I had the same, same, same procedure done 15 years earlier on a different disc level, but this one was like the one right above that. So um, I think just, it's been a long, it's been a long grind. I'm still, still in the rehab and recovery phase, but I'm improving and, you know, staying optimistic that we'll get rolling on time this year, but um, still, still working at it. So no, just, yeah. it was, you know, which, you know, that's not, again, like there were a lot of great things that led up to that. You know, we talked about, you know, getting the opportunity to chief last year and mm-hmm. postseason, and then getting, you know, getting appointed a crew chief and, and then I, you know, lucky enough to get a great crew and then go on the field and wham, you know, life throws something else at you. Yes. Yeah. That's okay. You know, there's, um, you know, there's a lot of people dealing with a lot worse things than me and I'm blessed to have, a. you know, they got great care for us and, um, I can't complain at all. I just, I just can complain that I wish I was better faster. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, how dare you? You know, that's like saying, ah, oh, I, I wish I was still sick, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. You know, yeah. If I'm going to complain, I'm, I'm, I'm usually, you know, I think, you know, I'm kind of a glass half full kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, you know, take, uh, you know, take the, be grateful for the good and roll with the bad. And, um, you know, that's kind of what I'm doing now. So what, what kind of support did you receive from your, your crewmates? I mean, you were, you were, I, I imagine you must've been impressed with their ability to carry on without you. I mean, were you con- continuing to communicate with them you know, mm-hmm. they call for advice? Did you still get a chance to mentor? What was that like? Yeah. I mean, I, I, and again, there, you know, Brian was my two man. He's, you know, been working in the big league since the mid nineties. So, uh, you know, and he's been, you know, kind of acting chief on a lot of crews over, over a number of years. So there's, there, there was never a thought that like this crew's in bad hands. Right. Um, you know, Brian's a veteran guy, well-respected out there. Pat is fantastic at the job. Nestor's a rising star. Um, so there's, you know, there, there was never a, 
well, this cruise, you know, we're this cruise a rudderless ship, um, not, you know, far be it from that. So, I mean, we, we kept in, we kept in contact. They were always checking in, you know, like keeping them updated on, you know, my progress and, you know, when, you know, when the surgery was, how my rehab was going. Um, you know, there was, there were stretches of time where it's like, I kind of just let them do their thing, you know, um, cause I was dealing with, you know, obviously my own rehab as well. Right. And, you know, you go through moments where you're, you're feeling a little like, you know, all right. Like just a little, it's, it was frustrating at, at a lot of times. It still has those moments, you know, I, you know, you, you, you go through the rehab process and it's a, it's a physical, it's a physical thing. But then I think I, I'm surprised by like the sort of the mental grind as well mm-hmm. of, mm-hmm. of just kind of rehab day after day, after day, after day. And you're like, great, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to do a whole bunch of other, you know, spend hours doing exercises and feel like it's a, uh, I'm making just incremental gains you know and sometimes you're like i'm making no progress like i'm totally plateaued here and i'm i'm working my rear end off (laughs) yeah (laughs) i know know, right yeah (laughs) you know so it's like it it wasn't like i was like on the couch like feet up like hey all right you know like yahoo party time you know like it's (laughs) it was not you know i i i have a newfound sympathy and respect for the guys that you know that get bitten by the injury bug and you feel like you know like it's some kind of oh yeah you're like you're somehow envious of them for not having to be in the, in the grind. And right. look, there were, there were things I, I didn't entirely miss like the hotels and chasing airplanes and, you know, all that stuff and having the extra time at home with my family that um, I, I don't typically get. Um, but at the same time, I don't, I don't want to ever do it again. Yeah. You know, like Re- you know, rehab is rehab is no good. It's harder than the work that you had than you oh, would totally. do normally. Cause no, you're not, pre- you're never prepared for it. No. No nope. matter how much you think. <laughs> nope. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, you can, it's, you think, oh, well, I'm going to, I'm just, you know, I'll just do these. I'll just, you know, stay diligent with these exercises and uh, pretty soon it'll all, all be great. And then you're like, well, this isn't really happening that yeah. fast. You know, like there's not, it's, you know, I described it like you're, you're in the, you're, you're on a boat in the middle of the ocean and you got a little like stopper in your hand and you drop like one drop of water out. And then you're like, why can't I see the ocean? like rising because I just added water. Right. <laughs> like, why isn't, you know, right. why isn't this thing like visibly getting more, you know, right. uh, getting higher. And you're like, this is, it's a, it's a, it's a hard grind. I don't, yeah. uh, I don't, I don't, yeah. uh, I don't recommend it for anybody. <laughs> my mom, my mom has been through rehab a lot with uh, her shoulder and, and yeah. her, her knees. And I mean, she's practically bionic at this point, but yeah, she, I mean, it's like one step forward, three steps back. Oh, like it's like the whole, it's a roller, the whole thing. Yeah. It's like it's she's, not a linear, it's not a linear thing. It's not it a is, like, well, okay, I went A to B. Now, of course, I'm going to go to C next, right? Well, it's yeah, like it is. No, we're going to send you back to A, and it's then excruciating. <laughs> yeah, you know. So it's a, it's it not was, how the alphabet works. You know? <laughs> yeah, this is what is going on here. Yeah, you know? but <laughs> I know I haven't said this in prepositions, but I know the alphabet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole different podcast that we're gonna have to have right there you know um you, you, you i think the that really humanizes um i mean listen we, we try and humanize umpires for the purposes of sportsmanship all the time and that the, the rehab process right there is like exhibit a of what you've had to experience with with that and how you know yep. people don't know what we think about what athletes might have to go through well the officials have to go through the same thing you know sure. and yep. then the other side of that the, to do the same thing is the fact that you you got to spend all that time with your family. You normally don't get that. Correct. Um, did did you see? I mean, 
could you see that as a blessing even though it was in the midst of a storm at least mm -hmm. you know or yeah. or at, the, at a certain point where you're like i gotta get the hell out of here you know that kind of thing you know <laughs> well it, it was 100 percent a silver lining um because uh, you know I, I said to my wife at one point i'm like you know this probably will be the longest stretch of time i ever have with the girls yeah. again at the house you know like because you know assuming assuming good health moving forward you know, they're freshmen in high school. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I go back to, you know, back to being on the road during the season, coming and going. And then obviously you have, you know, the three, four months of the off season, you know, that's for a couple more years of high school and then they're off to college and then right. they're off to who knows what. So, you know, to kind of have from, you know, if you go back to, you know, like late October of 22, mm -hmm. you know, that whole off season and then, I go to spring training for a few weeks and then San Diego. And then a couple of days later, I'm home from there and will have been home from that point till the 24 season. That's a long stretch of time in this occupation to be, yeah. to be home. So um, wasn't that there weren't moments of like, Hey, we're all kind of a little bit sick of looking at each other because, <laughs> right, yeah. because, because obviously like our, our version of normal is me kind of coming and going and, right. and, and, you know, so when I'm around all the time, yeah, sure. There's like little little bumps in the road along the way, but that's whatever. That's normal. That's every um, family, you know. That's every that's every family, no matter what. That's totally every family. But focusing on the fact that you know what, I made it to like all my you know, I have one daughter that's heavy into softball, can make it to like all her tournaments. You know, I have another daughter that's heavy into like dance and um, you know, orchestra and music at the at the school. I made it to all oh. her all her performances and recitals. So getting to sort of like you know, be a fixture in the family events that I'm often not a fixture of was huge silver lining. So yeah. um, that was, it was a, it was again, going back to kind of class half full, it was a total blessing to be, to be a part of those and to, and to take part in it. Well, that's fantastic. I mean, awesome. it's, it's, I'm, yeah. I'm just, I'm just so glad that you have the ability to see that that way and to share the story that way, because I, you know, we, we could, you know, in a normal interview where you're on this, you know, on the, the field the whole time, we can look at all different situations and ejections and all normal sportsmanship stuff. And here we are talking about kind of what really matters. Yeah. You know, if you think totally. about life. It. Yeah. Oh, no, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's um, no, things like that can, you know, it's, it's, we, we're all guilty of, of getting um, preoccupied with a lot of stuff on the, on the, um, in the margins, you mm -hmm. know, I guess in life, if you will. And then, you know, I always like to think I have perspective, but you know, sometimes, you know, something like that will, will, um, sharpen it into focus even more, you know, right. the things that really matter. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, where you're, where you're, where the, the real blessings in your life are and where you need to, to keep your focus. And this, this year was really that for me. Yeah. So, nice. yeah. yeah. I want to yeah. do ask you, I do want to ask you one baseball question Sure. And that is, you know, even though you were not on the field, you did have some time on the field. Mm -hmm. What was your opinion on the new rules and, mm -hmm. and whatnot? And and yeah. how did you see that? Even even from from the couch, you know, but yeah. from the time you were there and then how that translates into what we're getting this next year, too. Yeah, it was, you know, I mean, obviously, the, I mean, if you look at the the year on the whole, I mean, the results clearly speak for themselves, mm -hmm. you know, with the, you know, shaving 25 minutes off the average game time. Um you know, increased, I think all the, I think everything they were after they accomplished, yeah. you know, they wanted to, they wanted to shave some dead time up the action uh, and mission accomplished, yeah. you know, um, you know, spring training, it was, you know, but it, back in spring training 23, it was, you know, we were all learning kind of together, 
Um, so there were like, but again, spring training, that was the time to roll it out and do it. You know, it's right. low. I mean, look, these games are low leverage. This is the, this is the time to, to get the violations. Cause it's like, okay. You know? Yeah. Um, and then I still get know, my per DM. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, okay. Like, Oh, well that should have been a violation and I missed it. Or, um, that was a violation. I call the violation and I shouldn't have, or, right. you know, it was a daily learning experience for right. everybody on the staff and the, in the players and yeah. coaches. Um, but, you know, you saw as the year went on, everybody got comfortable with it. And then it kind of was just something that just existed in the background a little bit. It wasn't in the wasn't really in the forefront. Right. Um, mm. So, you know, I know, you know, some of the things that are on the table for um, the upcoming year. I'm, um, you know, I, I think they're I think the, the big bite was taken last year. Obviously, I think probably, you know, we're we're kind of like left to sort of nibble around the edges a little bit on, mm -hmm. on how much more time can really be shaved off with. You know, I know like the I think the clock with runners on is going from 20 to 18, 18 seconds. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the the runners lane rule um, should be interesting because like that's that's I mean, you're an umpire. That's a no win call. That's for us the one the that I'm like, <laughs> wow, OK, I'm going to. It's I'm, always it's always yeah. an argument. It's yep. always an ejection. Um, like it's always when, another beer afterwards, even <laughs> when even even when like as umpires were like that call is not even that's not even a hard call. Like that's obvious. That's like yeah. a. That's like a day one umpire school runners lane interference call, but it's right. always a, you know, it's, it's, it's always an argument. It's always an ejection, um, you know, um, and, uh, but again, for me, like I, I'm sort of, I'm chopping at the bit to get out there because like, I'm in a way I'm a little, I'm like a year behind a little bit. Cause right. I didn't get, you know, I I had last year's spring training and then, which was 15 games plus the first three games of the regular season. So I'm, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little anxious right. while being excited to sort of get back out there and get comfortable with the whole thing so that it's, it's not something I'm thinking about right before I'm getting ready to call a hundred mile an hour, two seam fastball on the corner. Right. Uh, so, you know, another day so, in the life, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I think, I think they've been good changes, positive changes for the game. I think, you know, I think everybody saw their, you know, something needed to get done to get away from, you know, three and a half hour games of, uh, you know, a walk, a strikeout or a home run. Right. You know, I think there's, you know, stolen bases were up, hits were up, average was up, game times were down. So like, I mean, what, hmm. how can you, how can you complain? You know, when we, when we get together for a few IPAs, I'll tell you the runner's lane one that I had last year that did increase the, the alcohol intake for me <laughs> back, back in May. That was, oh, I still think about that one to this day. I think you told me about that. I told, I, Sean, I tell you everything. Okay. <laughs> how many ejections? Um, how many ejection reports did you write up? Over I did one? not have to write up. Uh, actually, I almost had to write up one for that one. Yeah, but that's part of that. That'll be part of the story. So but you talk your way out of it like a champ because you're just a wordsmith. I mean, it's just yes, a... that's exactly <laughs> what it was. That's exactly actually it was me crying like a baby to an athletic director, which is the same thing. Okay, <laughs> the exact same thing. You know. Uh, before we let you go, I want I want to throw five quick questions at you that have nothing to do with anything. This is kind of like a Craig Kilborn five questions thing that I came up with. Just like my first, like my first thought, like give you the answer kind of thing. Like, sure. Yeah. Okay. Number one. Why uniform number ninety eight? Uh, that's the one they assigned me from day one. Perfect. When I when I got my when I was first put on the up and down list, they just called and said, "Hey, you're on the list, and uh, you're number ninety eight. And I, the old saying, "Dance with the lady that brung you." Um, <laughs> I know a lot of guys like to switch. Ninety eight got me there. That's the one I'm going with. So, so, in I guess in that case, we should be more concerned about the fact that you're white and probably can't dance. Um, I can dance, kid. <laughs> Really? Yeah, believe that. Okay. Oh wow. Oh, oh yeah. See, yeah. you're talking to two musicians who have I no can't. dancing. We 
If you've ever wanted to see us have the same injury as you, come watch us dance. Okay? okay? That's, yeah. You'll be entertained uh, at the very least. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, if you were not an umpire or involved with sports, what would you be pursuing as a career? Hmm. I'd probably be a teacher. Really? Yep. I think uh, uh, I, I, I did a lot of that work in the offseason in my minor league days, like mm -hmm. as a substitute, and then I coached uh, coached high school boys basketball. So I know that was like – I know that would be sports-related, but I, I would have always thought looked at myself as kind of a in that teacher-slash-coach role, if not for not for baseball. Would you have been an English teacher since that's your degree, you think? Or Probably. I okay. think so. Hmm. It surely wouldn't have been math or science. I know that for a fact. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. We'll, no we'll, bring, chance. we'll bring you a formula to solve when we get together. Um, <laughs> this one kind of goes back to something we said earlier. If you could design your own umpire uniform along the lines of a City Connect style, what would you do and why would it be uh, ugly as hell? I would go back. I would I would obviously use like the modern materials, but mm -hmm. I would go back to the old like the light blue. Like, oh, with the button. Full yeah. button down, like the, mm -hmm. I forget what the name of it's called. Yeah, but I would I would totally go back and then maybe occasionally I would work in again using all modern materials. I work in the old like jacket and tie. Oh, well. I love it. Yeah, I yep. love it. I figure out a way to somehow do that, make that out of like uh, some kind of moisture wicking material or something. <laughs> moisture wicking material was my stripper name, by the way. So, yeah. <laughs> um, without getting in trouble like Joe West did. Is there a particular person in baseball, player, coach, et cetera, that you've encountered who you think would actually make a really great umpire if they were not in their current role? Uh, that's a good question. You know, I'm sure there, I'm sure there would be. I guess I'm, I'm immediately. I think of a guy. Um, remember the catcher? He was, he was the Oriole, Caleb Joseph. Yes, I do. He always, he was a guy that he always had. Like I think, I think the guy who who announces for San Diego, I think Mark Grant, like he yep. had, like back when he was a player, he always had the, he had the mannerisms of umpires, like mm -hmm. the way they, they make, the way they make strikes. Caleb, like whenever you would be walking on the field and like, he'd be like walking towards the bullpen, like whoever had the plate, he'd be out there like mimicking to a T, like really? the mechanic of whoever it was. So I've always, I guess that's the first guy that pops to my mind of, of somebody that obviously paid close enough attention to what we were doing to, right. To sort of like put the and obviously put the time in somewhere to like in front of a mirror to be like, hey, how do I look like umpire or whomever? You know, right. um, that guy pops to mind. Okay, and he was a great guy to work behind too. Great yeah, catcher. enjoyed him. Yeah. And then finally, again, without perjuring yourself, can you share the funniest thing that a player, coach, or someone has ever said to you during a game? Um, I can remember in AAA working in Pawtucket. Ron Johnson was the manager of the of the Paw Sox. Okay. Um, he did, he got a little, he was fan, on my, on my short list of all time favorite managers. He actually pa since passed away, unfortunately. Oh, man. Um, but he managed for years in the minor leagues, a couple of years with Boston at first base. But I remember one time working in Pawtucket, he came up to me and he, like they, Paw Sox got out and, you know, like the managers, of the minor leagues coach third base. Right. So he kind of like end of the inning, he saddles up to me and, uh, takes out his lineup card and he goes, like he's like, I'm thinking, oh, he's going to make a change. And he goes, Chris, see all these names on this list? And I'm like, yeah, RJ. He goes, these guys are all future truck drivers, brother. <laughs> <laughs> and, then he just turned, and then he just turned and walked away. <laughs> and I was like. Um, I, I like I was like just chopping on my lip to not bust out laughing. 
But you, uh, you're a better man than me because I would have yeah, fell over. I, did not, oh, I, <laughs> I didn't on my bingo card. I didn't have that one coming at me. Yeah. Um, but that was that's what I've always I've always stayed with me. <laughs> we got to use that. Oh, I'm going to. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh man. So I think I think yeah. that's I don't know if we top that one. So no. good one to end on. Yeah, <laughs> on which to end. Yes. Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> I'll see myself out. Yeah. Um, Chris, thanks so much for stopping by again. Oh, we pleasure. really appreciate it. I know you got to get to another meeting. Yep. Um, yep. We'll, we'll talk via text and set some stuff up, but uh, enjoy fun. what time you got left with the family and whatnot. And uh, we hope to see you soon. We'll be watching you this season and uh, continued success and health and whatnot. And uh, as always, yes. whenever you need anything, you know that uh, Sean has stuff to do. I don't have anything to do. So <laughs> okay. he, has a he has a life. You have no life. I have no, I have negative life. Okay. okay. Yeah. Whoa. Perfect. Exactly. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yes. Like that secret level in Super Mario. It's the exactly world. like that, Sean. It's <laughs> totally like that. I cannot believe you looped that in there. Are you, but like you, the kid, are you like the kid that won Tetris? Are you? Is that you? Like trying to, like? Wasn't that amazing? Yeah. That was so cool. Yeah. I can't have that. Right. That's like yeah. impossible. <laughs> As I, I'm, I'm, I. There's a joke in there somewhere, and I'm sure yes. it's inappropriate at this point. So. How many times is that time beating Tetris did it come in handy with you, Jack? Well, let me tell you this one time. I was dating this chick. And you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got a hop. Sean, thank yep. you so much. Appreciate it. As always, thank uh, you. check us out online at osafoundation.org. The email address is podcast at osafoundation.org. Facebook.com slash osafoundation. Twitter and Instagram at osafoundation. Hashtag how you play the game. We'll talk to everybody in just a few short weeks. Until then, treat each other with respect. How You Play the Game is a production of the OSIP Foundation, Incorporated. The producer-engineer of this episode is Sean Ryan. Music by SoundSpring Studio. The executive producer of How You Play the Game is Jack Furlong. For more information, visit osipfoundation.org.